0: Like Sam grew up a geek, right, Sam? Like uh, yeah. Basically, I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and I mean, obviously, video games. But yeah, I'm way into Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that's 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 not a jock thing. No. Also, Sam, there's a there's a ramen place by my house called Naruto Ramen. What? And <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, you you gotta go one of these days. Naruto. Coming at you from Southern California, this is The Keeg. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and today, once again... We got some weekly geek news for you. But I may be captain of the ship, but I need some crew members. Is that what it is in, on ships? Like cr- cr- I mean, yeah, crew? Crew? Like a crew? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that works on land, too. Uh, I got my crew right here. What, what? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why I yep my own thing. You, like,
1: I mean, you got to be excited about your own product, dude. Yep. Yeah, there you go.
0: First up, we got Lisa Bryan. That's Lisa. Me.
1: Hi. How are, hi. I'm on the show.
0: She is. How you doing today? I'm
1: good. I actually slept last night, so it's nice. There we go.
0: It's always good to sleep, I yeah. feel. You know? I feel it's almost like as if we need to sleep Pssh. to function. Overrated. No, no. You don't need it. I read a creepy pasta that made it pretty clear that like things would be awesome if we stopped sleeping. Who's that? Who's talking right now? I can't see. It's dark in here. Who's that? Let me just turn on the light it's hero carlisle i've been here the whole time that's weird because i dressed in here earlier i know you can find the pictures on our twitter ah night vision goggles my worst enemy uh, thanks for uh coming on the show guys uh just to kick off just with a really quick question because july 4th is coming up who is the most patriotic superhero uh whoever wants to go first can go
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, let's just get these off of the table. No Captain America. Okay. No Captain Britain. Oh, what? None of. Come on,
1: you gotta give love to Excalibur, man. Come on.
0: Nope. None of. Uh... None of the Alpha Flight.
1: Oh God, damn it! That's my whole team. (laughs) You're no. taking out Son all of, of them.
0: them. I'm taking up any anyone who is like. I'll even take off red skull. You off leave the
1: Sasquatch list. out of this, dude. Anybody who's swear a to God. S-
0: no, I, I okay. I just mean the one who looks like the Canadian flag. The Vindicator.
1: Vindicator, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. If you if your costume consists of the pattern of a flag, immediately disqualified. Let's make this a real challenge. Most patriotic, non.
1: Take that sunspot. Yeah. Wait. What's his face? What uh, the the Japanese one? Sunfire. 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 Yeah. Take no, that, no sunfire.
0: sunfire. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: No Union Jack. None of this. Ooh. See, now you're just. Yeah. Now you're cutting me deep. I'm sorry. I I I I know you, Lisa. I want this to be a real challenge. Like here, here is my most patriotic superhero, the Punisher. That's your choice, Vietnam vet.
1: He was briefly Captain America, lest we forget. He
0: was briefly mm. Captain America. So he he bleeds red, white and blue. He loves this country. He did um, fight for it. He fights, he fights he continues to keep to fight it for safe it. in his own psychotic, monstrous way. And what better represents America as a nation than a white Middle-aged lunatic with a gun, taking the law into his own hands. Ooh, that's some commentary right there.
1: Mm, okay, he got deep. you <laughs> that, that got real deep.
0: Um, I disagree. Oh, oh, do with tell. that. Uh, well, just about the Punisher. I, I've yet to say who I think the the superhero is, but Punisher. Um, he goes all around the world and he kills like African warlords and stuff. Yeah, he again, never like says it's American for America. I don't know. The only time I really see him ever being patriotic is his admiration of Captain America. And I think that... But that comes from the fact that when he was in Vietnam, like, it was such a different war than World War II was. And Captain America was World War II, and he was Vietnam. So there's that link there, but...
1: They're products of the wars they were in.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Lisa, do you have a pick?
1: Well, I got... I got kicked a little bit. Okay. Because I was going to just do the entirety of Alpha Flight.
0: Talk about Alpha Flight then.
1: I love Alpha Flight, dude. I think, like, Canada doesn't get enough love.
0: No, they get a ton of love in comics. And, you know that's no, true. Uh, they get, I mean,
1: they have Wolverine.
0: Comedy and comics. They have yeah. Deadpool. Comics.
1: People forget Deadpool's Canadian. People forget Wolverine's Canadian. That's weird. Well, I the the animated series just made him Australian. <laughs> first.
0: The the uh, the pride of the X Men. The one. pride of the
1: X Men made yeah. him. Yeah, not the
0: '92 one.
1: I would say, yeah. I mean, Alpha Flight like represents the best of Canada, which is like I think the best of humanity. And they constantly die. I know, but Sasquatch doesn't, and Puck, you got a, a freaking acrobatic dwarf.
0: Puck died. I think they grabbed him <sighs> back from hell. I think when X-Force went to hell recently, not recently, like three years ago, four years ago, they took Puck back from hell, and he joined
1: X-Force. Well, of course. Yeah. But I also think, like, they had Northstar, who was, like, the first openly gay superhero. Yeah. Which is totally, totally awesome. That's
0: fitting of Canada.
1: Yeah. I, you know. to, be like, to, like, take the first steps into being more accepting yeah. towards humanity. Yeah, and like embracing all different types of people. Yeah, you know the the height inclined, like the hairy inclined with Sasquatch, like.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. Everybody was like everybody used to shave their bodies before Sasquatch came around, right? And, and then told now, them, it, you know, yeah,
1: because like, I mean, th- we also forget maybe Superman. I, I would you didn't for what for patriotic?
0: Oh, okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, though he's not because he's not American yet he fights for the most American ideals, which is the immigrant dream.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does literally fight for truth, justice just in, in the American, American way. way.
1: But he's not American. I mean, it, 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 that mm. argument of who and is American just, yeah. because he was raised here uh-huh. by Americans. It doesn't
0: get much more American than like corn-fed, Kansas, corn-fed Kansas, stock Kansas boy stock, who's powered
1: by the sun, who's
0: powered mm. by the sun. His his color scheme is practically Perfectly, the flag.
1: Yeah, you didn't eliminate Superman. No. So
0: because i d because I specifically wanted like superheroes whose costume literally was the flag, like yeah. Captain America, you can't look at him and go, "Oh, he's just wearing a flag uh i I would also throw out
1: uh dr Doom he's the most patriotic to himself. Of any anybody yeah. ever. Not
0: even Latveria, if if that's what you were going for. He's
1: patriotic towards himself. Yeah. He named a country after himself. His castle's not his country's named after himself. No. His castle's named after himself. Hey, he, well, the, the capital city,
0: right? Doomstadt? Doomstad. Yeah. Yeah. He, does, he does try to make Latveria better. But he
1: does. It but is, only c- if they worship him. He well The money has his name on it. He's a villain, <laughs> but the holidays. he's probably
0: the most patriotic villain. Mm. Ooh, that's a
1: Red—I mean, Red Skull—but
0: no, Red Skull really only cares about himself. Yeah, that's true. Like, he, he doesn't even really care about the Nazis. Yeah, he tried yeah, to yeah. kill Hitler oh, like, that's a true. bunch of times.
1: Yeah, I would say Doom is the most patriotic. Yeah. If you're going with, like progressing a country. Well, I mean,
0: like, if you uh, forget about all of the Russian uh, villains, like Crimson Dynamo and... Uh, Omega, Red. R- Omega Red. Omega <laughs> Red. And yeah. the Russian Zod. And, like, all of the Russian villains from, like, the 70s and 80s. Like, KG mm. Beast. but Or the Chinese super teams. Yes. DC the Ch- had the Great Ten. And Marvel has... Uh, who does Marvel have from China Chinese super teams? Anyway, the point being is they don't really have a I mean the Mandarin and Yellow Claw seem to be about it as far as Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but if I you're if you're out there and you can think of a Chinese super team from uh Marvel, hashtag the Keeg and let us know. Well I remember I remember <coughs> Ultimate had a Chinese abomination. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah.
1: Didn't they have a wasn't there a Chinese super soldier? No, that was the Russian super soldier in Ultimate. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And now there's a Chinese Superman in DC. Um, But what's interesting about the patriotic supervillain was there was a line of comics that crossed over DC and Marvel back in the 90s or 80s that was like they were always in the same universe. There's a universe out there where DC and Marvel are in the same universe and never... Like, we're different. There is, like, they never talk about how anyone came over any dimensional portals or anything, and, you know, but there was a comic where Batman and Robin, it took place in the 40s, I think, uh, met, they met uh, Captain America, and Joker teamed up with Red Skull, but Joker turned on Red Skull, and he says, I may be insane, but I'm a full-blooded American. That's right. I know exactly. The Joker said that, and he, like, turned on Red Skull. Yeah, yeah, he he says Even the Joker hates Nazis, dude. Yeah, he's like, like, I may be crazy, but I'd never work with a Nazi. I'm an American. (laughs) And then he, like, kicks Red Skull off of a plane or a plane for something. (laughs) Yeah, like a Zeppelin. Um, Yeah, which, I mean, in modern-day interpretations of Joker, Joker doesn't care if you're a Nazi or not. He's just Joker.
1: He's just he doesn't have alle-
0: yeah he doesn't have allegiance to well, America. well i mean there's there's the uh there's the theory that um Christopher Nolan's joker is actually a you know a disabled uh injured uh veteran yeah, and so I would imagine that one is, is has his own warped patriotism and so probably wouldn't like Nazis or jaded like if he's jaded uh against the government you know yeah yeah um I don't know the answer to my own damn question, Patriot- patriotic superhero. Uh, I'm gonna throw out Green Arrow, like not throw out, but like throw him into the ring. No, he's great. Uh, he's great just one. cause we, I mean, it sounds like a joke, and it I mean, it kind of is. He's so super liberal, right? But the point being is that he believes that we can be better, right? And he constantly works that, and he works both angles. He's giving to charity as Oliver Queen, and he's on the streets fighting as Green Arrow, and he's not anti-government, but he believes the government can be better and serve its people better, right? Uh, and, which I think is a, l- a lot of liberals in general. Liberals don't hate the government. The liber- liberals want the government to be better. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Like, n- there's no anarchy here. Green Arrow is not an anarchist. Right. And so... My pick, I guess, would be Green Arrow, just for the sake of you know how far he goes. That's a great pick. I really like it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he backs up his beliefs in his persona. Yeah,
0: Yeah. definitely. Because I mean, we can always we could argue till the ends of the earth whether Bruce Wayne is a Democrat or a Republican, a liberal or conservative. We don't know, but Green Arrow is unabashedly left leaning. Yeah. 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 Um, That's our little uh, July Fourth question. Uh, Slash
1: happy Canada Day.
0: Y- oh, yeah. Also, Canada Canada Day was yesterday, yesterday, right? yeah. July 2nd? First. First. First? Today's the second. What is, what oh, is the today's the second. Yeah. So, July 1st. Huh. Happy Canada Day to you Canadians out there listening in. Yeah. You dirty Canucks. <laughs>
1: no.
0: So, uh, here's a little bit more news for you guys, uh, whether you're in Canada or America or, you know, even down south in uh, Mexico. Uh, here's some information for you. Uh, breaking news. Uh, well, it's not actually breaking news. People have been talking about it for like a week now. Uh, the Han Solo movie has been going through some ups and downs, right? We talked about it last time where the movie lost uh, Lord and Miller, and it got Ron Howard to finish it off. But the main actor now has an acting coach. Like Lucasfilms or or whatever have gotten... Uh, uh, what's his name Hero? His name is Alden Aaron Reich. Aldridge Mark. Yeah, no. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, his name Not is. Not Harrison Ford. Alden <laughs> Aaron Reich. That is, that, okay. is that is a German mouthful. name. Yeah, and they that. got him an acting coach. Like he isn't good enough. They they have this multi million dollar movie hinging on his success, and they feel they don't haven't cast him well enough. Well, okay. Enough. So after last week, I I actually looked all of this up, and I I, I searched multiple sources, listened to multiple podcasts, and uh, watched a ton of videos on it. Read uh, you know what the Variety had to say, the Hollywood Reporter had to say. Uh, I'm going like back channels. I'm like trying to figure out everything that happened. And something about last week, we were kind of right. Uh, Lord and Miller were trying to make the Han Solo film a meta comedy about how stupid it is that they would ever make a Han Solo film. What they were doing is they would do a single take of the scripted material. Then they would encourage the, uh, the cast to do improvised takes. Now, on the cast, you have Woody Harrelson, who, who started out as a comedian. You have Donald Glover, who is an a extremely talented comedian. And you have uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's a fantastic comedian, and you should all see her show uh, Fleabag. It's great on Amazon. So you have really talented comedic energy. And then you have Alden. And Alden was actually the guy who called up Kennedy and Kazan, the creative and the producer of the Star Wars series, and said, "Um, I don't know what's going on. And this is a direct quote from Alden. He said, they're turning my Han Solo into Ace Ventura. So that's... So then what it, what apparently is being reported as happening is Phil and Miller were going to secretly edit a film together that was a meta-comedy, because that's what they're kind of known for. 21 Jump Street, meta-comedy about the idea of rebooting stuff from the 80s. Lego Movie, uh, meta-comedy about merchandising as art. Um, So they were taking the opportunity to kind of lampoon the whole idea of a Star Wars origin story for Han Solo. And what they were doing is they would send the dailies, which is the footage you shoot for that day to the producer, of the scripted stuff. But they had no intention of keeping the scripted stuff. When they got their final edit, their director's edit, it was going to be exclusively the improvised comedic content. So Alden was the one who came in and said, this is wrong. This is not what I was brought on to do. Um, And so when they let Lord and Miller go and they replaced uh, them with Ron Howard, Alden apparently was having a lot of difficulty getting back into character. Um, uh, There was obviously a lot of animosity amongst the cast, um, kind of directed at Alden for kind of ruining everyone's fun. Um, and he had been doing a lampooned version of Han Solo for so long that it was really challenging for him to get back to the core of the character. So uh, they, they brought in an acting coach to, who is his actual acting coach who helped him originally develop the Han Solo character to get him back on track. But, you know, with our, with our headline culture, it's like Han Solo needs acting coach. It's kind of an oversimplification um, but it is, it, it is fascinating. That sounds complicated, to say the least, right?
1: Yeah. Like it
0: sounds way too complicated for a multi-million dollar movie to be having all these ups and downs.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'd think that, but then you're looking at the Fantastic Four fan who's, <laughs> this is just, I'm living it all over again. It's, it's great. Mm. Well, you it's... know what it
0: reminds me of? It reminds me of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, have you ever heard the story about that? Mm, like, Which story? Why it's so weird. No. The directors, the original directors of the film was a husband and wife, and they were cast, or they were hired, and they had it in their head that what they were going to do secretly, without telling anyone in the production, (laughs) is they were going to do a hard-R. I
1: have heard that, yeah.
0: Hard-boiled noir story. About what it was like to live inside a video game. So basically, Wreck-It Ralph, if Quentin Tarantino did it. Okay. Um, then the producers found out about it. I think it. I think it was um, Bob Hoskins who was just complaining about how like ridiculous this whole thing was. So they found out about it. The producers fired the directors but they'd already built all of the practical sets. And this is like the early 90s. And so they've invested far too much money into it. (laughs) So they just said, okay, we have all these sets. Let's go back to the original script and try and make these two concepts work. So that's why all of the, like nothing makes sense because they were so behind schedule. And it sounds like that's what happened with this one, Um, which really gives me a kind of a negative opinion of Lord and Miller as creatives. Because it's like, if you're hired to do a job, don't take it upon yourself to say, fuck you, I'm going to do a different job. Like that's that's not that's not a good way to that's not a good way to do it. Like, even though I have said very very vocally on here that the idea of a Han Solo movie is stupid. Yeah. Out of all the characters, do we need an origin story for Han Solo? No. 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 Do you have any, um, Lisa? I. Have
1: any, it's you know. funny. Um, I've been struggling to accept a Han Solo movie because that's that's the thing is if you know me at all, you know I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm a Han Solo fan. Interesting. Like. Okay. Like that's, if, if you get me just a generic Star Wars gift, I'll be like, oh, you don't really know me. But if you give me like a Han Solo thing, I'll be like, hey, cool, thanks. Like, mm. You're actually my friend and know me. And it was only about a couple of weeks ago when I was finally like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with a Han Solo movie. And then everything drops. And I go, this is what I get for uh, accepting everything yeah. as it was. Um,
0: <sighs> Why can't you like more things that I don't like, Lisa? Because everything that you like gets shut down.
1: Yeah, I know I know it's it's my lot in life yeah apparently. you couldn't,
0: you couldn't have been a Twilight fan you couldn't have, <laughs> I I mean like I, I I disagree like with the Han Solo film I mean the the writer is Kazan who rewrote Empire Strikes right. back so going back to his script probably a good idea Ron Howard was George Lucas's protege he's yeah, as talented as George Lucas, without any of George's problems. Yeah, and the fact that the the star was like, this is not paying proper homage to the original. Yeah, I mean like, that's hopeful. G- th- like it's 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 one of those rare examples where a producer or a studio stepped in and actually fixed a ship instead of torpedoing it. So I don't know. I'm optimistic now. I still think it's stupid, but it's I'm
1: yeah. Optimistic. The concept, like I'm finally like, I was like, okay. I get it. I want to see this. Like, when they first announced it was happening, I was like, yeah, uh, don't. But, okay, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Now that he's dead in the original series, well, where else am I going to get Han Solo Ooh, material?
0: Spoiler alert. Oops. To any of you guys out there who have Trapped in 2015.
1: Seen... Yeah. Like, oops. <laughs> sorry. Did you just wake up from your nap? Prepare to be
0: disappointed by the new Star Wars movie. Hero mm. mm. So Harsh. I liked Force Awakens.
1: But I, 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 did I did too when
0: it was called uh, New Hope. Uh, okay. I like it better than New Hope, honestly. But <clears throat> that's me. That's a New Hope has is, is always been kind of overrated to me. I understand the, influen- like the influence that it had in history and where, how it started. And I get that. I appreciate that. Oh yeah. But as far as a story is concerned, I'm not a big fan of New Hope. No, I, I, I somewhat agree with that. Like if New Hope came out right now, would it be an influential film
1: Probably not. I no. mean, because it, it well, was revolutionary no. at the time. Right
0: yeah. now couldn't yeah. have happened without New Hope though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Messing with the timeline, man. Can't do that, man. Yeah. I'm the reverse flash. Oh, ah, yeah. you're Dude, I've s- <sighs> talk about tangents. I could go on reverse flash tangent for oh. Barry Allen had a best friend growing up and Reverse Flash came and killed him and that's why we know Barry Allen to not have a best friend in the past. Like he grew up alone. How crazy is that? That he killed a little kid, that was bar- like Barry. Al- like the original Barry Allen had a best friend. Well, isn't isn't the Reverse Flash's origin story like he loved the Flash? Yeah. And then like he went back in time and realized he was going to be the Reverse Flash. Yeah. And that he was so angry about that. Yeah. God, well, Reverse it's Flash the, is dumb. It's well, no, but I mean, it's the idolization. It's the whole idolization thing, and the fact that he was so uh, obsessed, mm. right? So, it's not that, like, oh, he's a good, like, good pick character, and then he, like, turned. Anyway, we're going to get on a tangent there. I don't want to get on a tangent. Uh, We need to talk about, hopefully, what is the final update, which is what's going on with Sony and Marvel. So, we've talked about it for the last couple weeks, and we've been hearing, they've been flip flopping, thus, we've been flip flopping because we're reporting the news here. Uh, But the final update is, uh, as far as I have uh, read, (laughs) that they have said that and ah, the wording is so weird, that the Venom and Spider-Man spin-off movies will be in a, uh, the same reality as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but a different universe. And I think that the, it's the same th- reality, th- 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 different th- two universe. Two words
1: that mean the same thing.
0: Um, yes, and yes is definitely. They're not thinking about the reality of us. So, for example, um, they're saying that it's going to follow essentially what Netflix shows have been doing where Netflix does not cross over with the movies, but they refer to events.
1: Right, like the event. Or yeah, the incident, right? Or the incident. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so they're saying that these the Venom movie can refer to those type of things, but they will never cross over with characters or whatnot. And they say now. They say now. But the point being is that, first thing, they got the wording all fucked up, because they, they need to get their wording down straight. That's the same universe. Yeah, that's that's the same universe. It's just... A different like medium, so they can't cross. over like Netflix is TV, and Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is the movies. But they do exist within the yeah, same. Yeah, they do exist within the same. They reference each other all the time, and they are planning on having a crossover. They don't reference who who ne- in the movies. Do they reference Netflix? No, that no, is they, true. Never they, they never, never do. Reference. But they will, because Kevin Feige did say he's going to have a crossover. It's just not going to be Avengers Four, which frankly I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are eventually because that's what we want. And why wouldn't you do that? Because Netflix doesn't bring in as much money as the movies, and people don't care as much. I, I.
1: It's more niche for people like us, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do so? Do they? And need people to? who like
1: to binge watch Netflix shows. Yeah.
0: So do they need to bring in Luke Cage and everything? Like, do they? Well, yeah. It 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 serves a very great function of cameo because then you don't have to have a Punisher film, a Daredevil film, uh. Uh, Ghost Rider film, an yeah. Inhumans film. You could just cameo them in stuff when you need to. You don't have to give them their own film to explain it because you already did on a much smaller platform. It makes business sense. Yeah. You know? Well, Ghost Rider was on the recent season of of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't think I need a, another, sh- like, a show of his own. Everybody always does that. Like, when people cameo and then people are like, oh, they should get their own show. It's like, no, I think Ghost Rider was amazing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but do I need more of him? No. No, I think a Ghost Rider is a cameo character at best. Like he doesn't have a lot of stories. He fights the devil. Yeah. And that's pretty much They're it. There's
1: Blackheart, rides a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Has a Zarathos, chain,
0: whip. chain whip. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of stuff. I mean, unless you paired him with other st- like yeah, even even Punisher isn't like conceptually all, all that great for a TV series. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a fun like
0: Kill em. Kill 'em all. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's one man versus the mob kind of series. You
0: you get you get like a genre. I think he
1: needed his own show based off of the Daredevil season. Yeah, yeah. Because they only like gave you like a hint of what he's capable of, but not.
0: I'm I'm calling it now. He's going to be the first one to start cameoing and stuff in the film. Yeah, I mean he could easily. It's going to be Punisher. You think it's going to be Punisher and then Daredevil? I think it's going to be the lawyers in the in the Netflix universe. Or the Netflix shows, like it's just—it's not even going to be the main characters. It's just Rosario Dawson. No, it's going to be—it's going to be what's her name? No, no. I'm calling it now. #Hashtag uh, Rosario Dawson is Coulson. She is not making it out of Defenders alive. I'm sorry, she is not. Yeah. Okay, I agree because she's not going to be in Punisher also. Uh, no, I'm saying Carrie Ann Moss. I think that she's gonna. Oh, okay. Like, okay. They're more likely okay. to bring Carrie Ann Moss into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that would be an easy. That's
1: easy. It's an easy plug. Well, yeah. no, easy I plug mean, the guy—the
0: yeah. guy who plays uh, Punisher—is a character actor in film. Like he—he he was just—he's yeah. just been cast in. He was in a uh, well, Baby Driver. Yeah, but it's relatively new. Carrie Ann Moss has like 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah, she
1: was yeah. in the goddamn Matrix. Like
0: she was yeah. in. I want to say that. The Sandlot, but I don't think it was the sand, like, she played a mother in one of those old like kid movies, which is She's weird. She's been she, around for a long time. She yeah. has been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, so the point being is that like I don't know what they're getting up to, but like I guess that's the final update is that they, basically they're saying they're gonna treat it like the Netflix shows where they can mention that there was an attack on New York, but they're not gonna like cross people into Venom. Um, Yeah, I mean, all of this is is code and lingo and trying to confuse us. Basically, um, we still haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do, you know, because they're just like... With with Spider-Man Homecoming alone, the sheer number of characters that are now part of the cinematic universe that are Spider-Man exclusive characters, it's going to get muddy super quick. And I think what it is is they're just both having a pissing contest, um, probably over... Uh, uh, how much of distribution rights they get who gets merchandising who rights Who gets Tom Holland Yeah no I, I seriously don't think it has anything to do with the creative side i really like i'm almost 100% Business. sure it is exclusively merchandising because that's what disney has disney has merchandising Ooh. sony has distribution so sony gets the big paycheck right off the bat the 30 uh, you know the 300 million mm. but Disney gets all of the toys, yeah. all of the shirts, all of the stickers, you know, potentially billions of dollars worth of money. And I'm sure Sony wants a tiny little bit of that. Yeah. Well, no one does merchandising quite like Disney. Even for Force Awakens, like, that was the most merchandising I've seen for a Star Wars movie ever.
1: Like, in, of any movie ever yeah. that I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. There was, there was yeah. makeup, like girls' makeup with Star Wars, like yeah. branded makeup.
1: Yeah, and, like all the like, body products, and because I've seen like kids like toothpaste, like Kylo Ren on it, and I'm like.
0: Yeah, there was fucking oranges, that were Star Wars oranges.
1: Deodorant.
0: <laughs> there was like, deodorant. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Uh, that,
1: There's still at Target. You can still go to Target right now and get like Kylo Ren shampoo. Like it's, <laughs> it still exists. Yeah.
0: Uh, Lisa, uh, as far as like Spider Man's concerned, are you looking forward to Homecoming and and sure. just his introduction into the Marvel universe? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean it's interesting because I was so burned by the last Spider-Man movies that I'm just I'm a little apprehensive to like get full on board with another one even though I like trust the Marvel way. Uh but I'm I am interested. I'm I'm hoping it's not just uh, Robert Downey Jr. the movie, like it's so that's what the the advertisement feels like. It feels like Iron Man featuring Spider Man. Yeah.
0: From what I've read, that's not the case. They're using. They're just that, using
1: him as the marketing device, and I yeah. Get it. But
0: apparently, it's it's not quite a cameo. But he apparently is only in the film for like seven minutes. Uh, that,
1: okay, then I'm 100 percent cool with that. Like, I'm I'm betting
0: it's going to be that limo scene that we constantly see. Yeah. And and, then, and that bridge scene where he's the br- got
1: the the uniform. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's okay. It's just the way that they're advertising it makes me think like, oh, is this is this Iron Man four featuring Tom Holland? Yeah. But if it's not, then I'm cool with it. I, I like I like bringing the Vulture in. Yeah, that's neat. They haven't. That's one they somehow didn't manage to touch with Sony.
0: Yeah. Well, what's what's weird is, and it's, it was kind of actually cool. There was the Amazing Spider-Man game, where, yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man movie game where they talked about why there were a lot of animal-themed villains.
1: I have always wondered that.
0: Um, and in that, it was just saying that Oscorp was experimenting on animals and different animal stuff. So it all kind of, kind of comes out of Oscorp. But all these video games have tu- Like, Have you noticed like the movie video games will touch on like villains they think will never be in the movie?
1: Right. No, I've noticed that with the Spider-Man 2 game, I think, did the same thing. Same was it thing. with Scorpion?
0: Was that the one with Scorpion?
1: Yeah, I think so. And or no, there's... no, Black
0: Cat too right yeah, yeah.
1: ultimate ult- ult- the ultimate spider-man game that game was dope and that had a bunch of villains that they thought would never make it
0: yeah they they do that and they pull out like random ones that they're you know
1: like they they dig deep into the rogues gallery and yeah. be like this is never going to show up so let's just use them
0: but now we're where we're five spider-man movies in and they're running out of guys yeah. like
1: they're just like well, who so haven't we used like we got the ch- shock shocker, shocker is in, in this one and Elec- Vulture. Uh, in the Electro and Not fly. Electro They've done Rhino and Sandman and Oh yeah. Uh what's his face?
0: And Green Goblin Green Goblin Doctor multiple Doc. times, Doctor Octopus. Venom.
1: Um, I mean, who else is there? Lizard? I mean they haven't even they've never the lizard, and then Lizard yeah. was in the first Amazing Spider Man. Yeah. Which is the only good part of Amazing Spider Man is the school fight
0: scene. I I okay. The first I like Spider-Man. the Amazing Spider Man movies. I thought I liked Andrew Garfield better than Tommy Maguire. I agree. With, I agree
1: that it was a great cast with poor, a poor script.
0: Okay, I'm with you there. I'm yeah. with you.
1: I think that the script, it, the part in the movie, like I, I when I first went into it, I went into it with like an open mind of like, all right, let's just see what they have at me. And then they get to the scene with Uncle Ben, and he's trying to say with great power comes great responsibility, but like <laughs> someone went to a thesaurus. And, like, rearranged it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, you're really going to have to fight to get me back after that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, in this homecoming, supposedly that saying is not there. And Uncle Ben's not there.
1: I mean, that's fine. Because it, it implies that Uncle Ben is long dead.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that Peter's already taken that message to heart.
0: How weird is it? going to be when they finally do show uncle ben and he's this young hot uncle ben because to go with the young
1: hot marissa tomei yeah
0: (laughs) how weird is it it's like it's gonna show a flashback and it's gonna be like someone who's like not even it's gonna be like training tatum
1: yeah it's gonna be someone (laughs) like super hot like that (laughs) and young it just like with a chiseled jaw yeah uncle ben yeah
0: damn girl he's, he's gonna get shot in the street but his like Shirt will like
1: rip open, open, and then just like over his his like nine pack, yeah, over his abs, yeah.
0: People have still haven't gotten used to the young hot Aunt May.
1: May. I'm fine with it
0: because it's weird because. I thought Sally Field was the young, hot Aunt May. Right. Like Comparative Compared to, what, to Ro- what we know Aunt uh, May to be. Yeah, Rosemary Harris in the first three Spider-Man She movies. was like
1: 150 years old. It's actually, for me, it's more acceptable that Aunt May would be relative age to his actual mother. I agree. Than, like, because I, I, w- I would always think, like, is it, like, his great aunt? Like, is it his mother's aunt that that's who it is? Because that's the age difference that it feels like. Because 16-year-old Peter being raised by... Seventy-five-year-old Aunt May—that feels like, oh, that's his grandparents' sister instead of, you know, his mother's sister. Which Marissa Tomei feels like that's my mom's sister. If he's sixteen or whatever.
0: Exactly. That's what I've been saying this whole time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like that makes sense. I don't to get
0: me. hot Aunt May or like whatever the big thing is. It's like practical Aunt May. It's, that's pra- what it's practical. It's his mother's it's sister.
1: Like it it checks out. Or his father's brother, I don't know. It's his it's, like,
0: it's his father's brother's wife. Okay. Yeah. No, Ben and Richard were the
1: That big oh then yeah. The yeah. then they should be real I mean, age.
0: Amazing Spider-Man did a pretty good job by casting so, Richard as very old.
1: Yeah. So it implies but, that he had kid later in life.
0: But still it makes no sense. Yeah, um, I like this version. A weird comic that came out back in uh, 2003. Oh, I know which one you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, I'll uh and it's been retconned out of existence.
1: Naturally, as a lot of Spider-Man stuff has. Um,
0: have Lisa, I I'm going to direct this towards you. Have you ever read Trouble?
1: It sounds familiar, but it I don't was, think uh, I've read five It was
0: a 5-issue romance series from Marvel. It Cause was Marvel, like in the vein of Archie. Okay. Well, well, kind of. Like Marvel used to have like a whole brand of romance comics. They did back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Uh, which were like, like, like Archie. Like pulp romance. Yeah. Patsy Walker That's um, where yeah. Patsy comes from. Yeah. yeah. Uh Hellcat comes from that, which is weird, but Anyway, point being in trouble was about um two brothers and two sisters. They're yeah. not related. The brothers are related, the sisters are related. And that's supposed
1: to be Peter's parents, like Peter's par- parents and you don't
0: find it out till the last issue. That's you. awesome. Yeah.
1: I, and that's where I was almost gonna bring it up during whose brother is who. I was like, wasn't it like well, the sisters on. and the brothers? Well, he- hang
0: on, cause Bendis wrote this. Okay. Just doesn't so, just, it uh, okay. so it's this romance comic of uh, and I'm trying to remember it right. They go to, like, camp, and they're young teens. Or they're right. older teens, I guess. Yeah, no, they're 18. Yeah. And
1: then Jason shows up and kills them all. Uh,
0: they they pair <laughs> up. They pair up. They have a lot of sex. Naturally. So we're talking about Aunt May having sex. Um, and I mean, then they, they made me the think end, about it with Jameson. So. In the end, I think that um, Peter's dad accidentally... No, no, no. Ben. And I preg- actually own the comic. Oh, do you? So okay, is it? If you, you want a synopsis me, breakdown. So, I can correct give it to you. me if I'm wrong. Ben impregnates Aunt May, and they give the baby to Peter's no, parents. No, there's Richard, a cheating. There's a cheating. Richard thing. cheats on Martha. Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Richard cheats on Mary with May. Yeah. May uh, is kind of like living alone and pregnant. And then Richard agrees to take the baby, because it's his obligation, so that May can be with Ben. So So Aunt May is actually Spider-Man's mom. (laughs) But then they retconned it out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they retconned it out, but it's so weird. And even the cover, um, this is the cover of part one.
1: I'm, okay. sh- I'm showing. I remember Lisa the that. Cover. Yeah. I remember that cover. Yeah, so it it was. It looks like freaking Olsen twins, like. Yeah.
0: It's two girls in a bikini, like no, two young girls in a bikini. No, and it gets super Marvel, like right at the end, because like Ben, he goes off to serve in the military, and he's recruited by Bucky, which is the weirdest moment. Ugh. It's so weird. Marvel, um, check your shit, man. But yeah, Seriously. then then they 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 all they all like like the last scene is, um, what are we gonna name the baby? And he's like, we'll name it after my father, mm-hmm. Peter.
1: And how adorable.
0: Yeah, and no one knows hmm. that it's actually May's kid. Uh. One of the commentaries about Trouble was that the characters were written too similar and were hard to tell apart, oh. save for the fact that one of the girls will do it on the first date when the other one won't. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I oh. just think it's so funny. Now Who we know Doc Hawk had a great time with oh, Aunt May. Dude, Aunt May's a freak. Well, we already established Well, that. yeah, hashtag... Hashtag clean, clean version. Clean version, <laughs> uh, where we talked about Spider-Man scenes that obviously would have to be cleaned up. You know, those super sexual Spider-Man scenes in movies? Yes. uh, In the Spider-Man movies. So, uh, moving on past this, have you guys seen the trailers that have come? There's a lot of trailers that have come out recently. Uh, Jumanji had two trailers that came out recently. The new Jumanji movie, Welcome to the Jungle, starring The Rock, starring Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Karen Gillian, or Gillian. Gillian. Gillian? Gillian?
1: Just try to think you're Scottish. Ugh, Karen Gillion. Karen Gillion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Nailed it.
1: No, that's. You're trying to say a German name in Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> stop. Just uh, stop.
0: Uh oh, appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to appropriate white culture. We it's, prefer it. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys do. Uh, we kind of forced you to do it <laughs> for several <laughs> centuries. Yeah. Ha ha. It's oh. like, I don't know whether uh, Portuguese are considered white, but yes. I appropriated the last name so yeah yeah Yeah. so it's right there um did you guys what's your thoughts on this new Jumanji movie Uh, it's getting some flack not I think it's not deserved flack uh but what do you guys think
1: I'm at at first when I thought of course when I first hear they're making another Jumanji movie I'm first like checked out don't care like whatever even if it's The Rock I'm still just gonna check out and then I see the trailer and I'm like oh they didn't just try to remake the original Jumanji movie yeah They just are kind of just slapping the name Jumanji on a new movie, which is cool. I'm glad that they didn't just decide to remake it, because it's like, uh, the concept they're going with is, back in the 90s, it was like, oh, video games are the new thing, board games are the old thing. So now they're going into the old video games are the old thing, and then VR is like the new, or whatever. Because
0: there's a a scene in the original Jumanji movie where the girl was like, I don't like board games. Right. Right. They try
1: to make, like, board games are for old, gross people. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, old video games are old.
0: Yeah. Who holds these controllers with wires anymore?
1: Ew, gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the premise, for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, the premise of Welcome to the Jungle is that these four students get detention. They have to clean out the basement of their school, and in the basement there's some video games. I don't know why. Maybe they'll go into it. There's a video game, and they all choose a character that they don't even see. They choose it by their, like, name and their, like... Uh, description, so like demolition expert. And they pick the character and they all get sucked into the the game and they become the avatar of their character. So there's The Rock, there's Kevin Hart, there's Jack Black and Karen Gillian, Mm -hmm. um, which aren't the kids. They're the kids in those bodies. yeah, And Essentially placed together, the because hot girl is, is Jack, Jack Black. Black. It's so good. The jock so is good. Chris Hart. The nerd is the, the rock. rock. Yeah, and the, and the, and the frumpy the, like, girl. The girl, the now girl is Karen Gillian. Yeah. yeah, and so I think there's so much comedic shtick and the gimmicks in there that like haven't been explored in the first Umanji movie that. Are, seem to be explored in this one, right? There's the whole, like, you're in the wrong body type shtick. Yeah. But I think they're really going to play off each other because, I mean, these are really comedic They're very like, talented actors. performers, yeah. And so Jack, the fact that Jack, okay, in the trailer, Jack Black is just pining over The Rock. And he's like, that's a real man. <laughs> and just, it looks, it's well, so funny. Well, I mean, funny. he is. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, just the, the stuff where, like, Kevin Hart is, like, just making like jokes about himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I I I like. Here's here's my thing about it. I I'm very excited about the cast. Uh, the total cast. Like even the the smaller parts that we saw. Well, yeah. uh, Reese Darby is in it. Yeah. Did you guys see that in the, that in the U.K.A. trailer? You know Reese Darby, Murray from. Flight yeah. Of the Concords? Yes. yes. Yeah. I saw picks him in like that one. In yeah. The, he in. picks him up in the jeep. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the concept of like Jumanji has evolved as we have evolved, Um, but I think tonally it's too comedic. At least the trailer makes it seem too comedic. It's going to be a comedy. I don't. I mean, yeah. Well, the original one was a comedy, but like it it was just it was, but it was actual. Well, again, it's like it's like when we do these reboot sequel things, we we have this. Unfortunate habit of parodying the original. Yeah, I was gonna say they. It went, feels like it's making fun, like of a lampooning. The original. You know, like just tonally, it doesn't make. S- like the opening scene to Jumanji scared the shit out of me as yeah, a that's
1: kid. Yeah, it's pretty dark.
0: Oh, when they when they do open it up and when, he gets sucked in. Well, w- first the burying of the original Jumanji game, which mm. they give you no context for. It's just scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he's he like the kids being bullied and stuff. And oh yeah. You know David uh, David Alan Grier's there, yeah. and they ruin the shoe, and then like him and the dad have a fight, and mm-hmm. then he gets sucked into the goddamn game. That gave me nightmares. Yeah, but it it set kind of this is what it's about, and this one feels like, hey, what if we took Breakfast Club and mix it with a video game, and then they're like, oh yeah, well, hey, Jumanji's trying to sell something. Let's just staple Jumanji on top of it and make fun of the Jumanji property at the same time. Not to mention like I really like. Um, kind of pulp adventurism that kind of 1880s to 1920s doc savage yeah that kind of doc savage alan quatermain mm. yeah. you know going into the the heart of the jungle like indiana jones yeah like indiana jones and i really liked that's like one of my favorite parts of jumanji was they had that kind of thematic tone to it and this yeah. one feels like it's an 80s action film is what they're playing at um, because they all have cars. Like the bad guy looks like a like some type of drug trafficker of some kind, like some weird. Yeah. He, he definitely doesn't. Is it look Bobby right Cannavale? It. it is Bobby Cannavale, who again I love him in pretty much everything he's in, but it's just like tonally it feels weird. It feels like a parody of what Jumanji could be. Yeah, I uh, it recently you know with the new like Baywatch movie and Chips and even Starsky and Hutch, which. My dad and I saw like opening weekend in the theaters. Nice. My dad liked the original show, which is nothing like the movie. Not but my dad at all. loves like stupid comedies like that. And so we 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 watched it and we I mean we loved it just because it was dumb. It wasn't necessarily a great movie, but there were really some good elements. But they're lampooning the, you know, they're not taking that source material seriously. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't think they're going that way with Jumanji. Um and I also noticed like I think they're gonna bring in more of the um Living in a video game elements. So, like in the second trailer, the UK trailer that was released, like um, Kevin Hart mentions he's like, "How come I can't run any faster?"
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. So I yeah, think the there limitations. are limits. Well, like, like and the Rock the, was like the yeah, Rock's really like, strong, like, right? He's like,
0: "I don't want to punch you because I think I'm really strong." And he yeah. just punches
1: that dude through the roof. Yeah. 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 So like, like
0: that likens back to the original film of playing with the, the limitations of the of the universe. In mm-hmm. parentheses, um, I just I just don't know. Maybe it's just the trailer. Something about it just feels tonally cheeky. Like, mm. hey, let's make fun of Jumanji, and it's like, no, let's not make fun of Jumanji. Jumanji really meant a lot, of, lot to me growing up. Yeah, it's not Starsky and Hutch, it's not Baywatch. No. I don't think they're gonna do that. I think no. this is just an attractive trailer. Uh, then, uh, yeah, then the trailer it's like with Spider Man. The
1: mark. uh, they're marketing it like, look, it's there's a bunch of Robert Downey Jr. and it might not be that way. Trailers, yeah. I, I, I can't trust trailers anymore, honestly. Yeah. Cause yeah. it, it they, they intentionally can they can edit it to be like eight different ways like there's oh a whole yeah. bunch of YouTube videos of mm. what if Mary Poppins was a horror movie like yeah. you could edit a trailer to look however you want I'm to still look.
0: I'm still waiting for uh Warner Brothers to get back to me because they owe me some money for that goddamn suicide squad movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah nope they, uh, they sold sorry, me a bud.
0: very different film. No, uh, what's that YouTube video where it's like they do The Shining four different ways? They do it as yeah, like a comedy. As like, a, as like a romantic
1: comedy. Yeah, they yeah. do it like
0: four different ways. Like
1: a kid's movie? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, uh, when it comes to trailers for me, I don't watch them for the story because the story could be something totally different. Right. I'm, I, it's the emotion that it gives me. So the new Last Jedi um, trailer, like the, not the new one, but the only one that's been out, Like that emotion hit me. Yeah. And just seeing everything, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like that's what I want. Yeah, in what was the emotion that hit you? Because I'm still curious what they were trying to accomplish with that. Trailer. I thought there was there was a sense of wonder with it. Like
1: it felt kind of dark. I felt yeah, kind of like there was there was hopeless, a dark almost yeah. like ah. Uh, well, with the well, yeah, it doesn't
0: help having like uh fucking the last Jedi as the name much, of your movie as the name of your movie and Luke Skywalker being like, what needs to happen is the Jedi need to die. It's like what the Happened. I was
1: like I feel bad this makes me feel sad <laughs> No
0: does he know that Han died for this No Luke please No is this whole trilogy going to be super fucking dark Because I cannot handle that
1: Maybe it needs to be that way
0: um, What did you guys think about the new Inhumans trailer Dug
1: it. Yeah, I love me some Black Bolt, so I'm all about it, dude. I was Black Bolt's s- one of my favorite Marvel characters.
0: Oh yeah, Black. Oh my God, when when he f- when they like at they the end of the trailer, me. at the end of the trailer where they just nudge him and he goes ugh, and then it's like boof. Yeah. You guys liked it? You guys
1: liked the trailer? I d- I enjoyed it. Um,
0: um. Yeah, I took into fact that hey, it's it's gonna be TV. It's yeah. going to be on a smaller scale. It's not going to have the production budget that uh. Um, that, you know, uh, a feature-length a, a film would have had. Happened. But that film would have bombed. Yeah, the humans movie would
1: have, yeah. No, it, they couldn't they drum played up it enough right. interest. Well,
0: also, they couldn't drum up, yeah, drum up enough interest with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, right. with the humans there, they made them so lo-fi. Like Yeah. Right? Yeah. They did. Well, I mean, you, you have budget constraints, and they blow their budget on floating... Uh, uh, heli- helicarriers. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> know yeah, they bu- they blow their budget on that. We need they the helicarrier. They don't have anything left for Inhumans. Uh, but yeah, no. Like Lockjaw, I loved Lockjaw showing up. Yeah. That was great. I hope they make him a dog. I hope he's not a dude who got turned. Yeah, into Yeah, because I mean that's a recent thing that somebody brought. up. I saw up. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's... I like that it does take place on the moon because I remember on the show, didn't we talk about like that's bullshit? It takes place in Hawaii. Or maybe right. I just got in an argument with someone about... Because it was filmed in Hawaii. Oh, okay. And everyone was like, that's really lame. It doesn't even take place on the moon. And then it's like, No, nope, they it, transport. They, yeah. It takes place on the moon. Like, it's there, man. Because um, the Ultimate
1: yeah. in humans were in the Himalayas. Himalayas? Yeah. But then they go Himalayas. to the moon, I think. Yeah, but yeah, they have a portal to the moon, I think.
0: No, I think they... After, after oh, that... Oh,
1: after that whole they arc, lift up. they go... That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Um,
0: I... Okay, so... I like the action in it. Looks pretty good. I Hope mean, for what they can do. I want Triton to, or not Triton, um, Gorgon to look more like Gorgon. Karnak looks like Karnak. That's cool, and it's cool that he's an Asian uh, actor, uh, Ken Long. Fantastic um, actor. I pretty uh, much. Uh, love, wait, Ken I Long. Love right? when he shows up and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you know, uh, it's cool. Triton. I was afraid that they would make him just a human being-looking guy, but no. They, I think they went totally green with they, fins. Yeah, they no, did. He yep. did. Yeah, he's yeah. totally green with fins. Uh, again, Lockjaw. We people were afraid Lockjaw wouldn't exist. Yep. Right. He does. But Lockjaw exists.
1: I mean, you can't almost can't not have the Inhumans without Lockjaw to but get them around. <laughs> like,
0: but he's so he's he's so weird. Yeah. Right? Well, he's we a also, huge dog. How
1: much money has Guardians of the Galaxy made? And there's a talking raccoon in a tree. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> weird.
0: Weird is the new thing. I just Weird's watched. New... I watched Doctor Strange again, and I was like, yes, more weird. Yeah. I, well, I think Doctor Strange could have gone weirder. Like, make the they cloak will. more of a magic carpet.
1: They will. Like, they he, will. it
0: wasn't right. Like, it, it, they well, didn't want to made go... it his sidekick, which I love. But they like, barely the part used where it. Wipes it. his tears away. They wanted, like, They stop
1: didn't want to go full balls in weird with it. Should have. But they did enough to where people go. I want more weird.
0: I thought Doctor Strange was kind of boring. That's me, the I movie.
1: Uh, well, for me, yeah, until the, the end sequence. I liked how the end sequence went with yeah. Dormammu. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. funny as f- no. The th- third. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was probably the strongest third act yeah. that Marvel has put out. Because yeah. third acts are inherently difficult with superhero films. And the fact that they just leaned hard into, you know what? He's not going to break shit. He's going to fix shit. And he's not going to beat a bad guy with his fist. He's going to beat him with his mind. I, I thought like they that. handled the third act better than probably uh most superhero films Correct. do. Yeah. Um so Inhumans, I mean I'll watch it. Will you watch it in theaters when no. they release that first pilot episode in you theaters? You know what? Yes, I will. Just because I I I remember talking wistfully with my brother years ago about like TV shows doing that like multi-platform integration and things like that. Uh I that's that's the future of film and television and I'm going to encourage that. It, it probably Probably will not look great. It'll be a TV movie, but on IMAX, and I'll I'll be like, well, was that worth thirty bucks? But you know what? Uh, to promote the future, yeah, why not? Join me. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to being a geek, there's a lot of different types of geeks out there, right? There are uh-huh. people who have rediscovered their uh their geekiness through these movies and this new wave, right, of geekdom. Late but bloomers, right? There's some of us. Uh, or you born know, again born again Uh, there's born again geeks right there's also people who hated on geekdom but now you know it's the
1: cool thing to do it's the cool thing i would
0: call them born again Mm. just because if you if if you never had it in the first place if you know born again people they never had it in the first place they're overzealous about it and i feel like the people who like were like oh this sucks and then they're like oh no it's not it's super awesome i love it Mm. you know that's but that's yeah sorry uh there's so many different types of geeks out there right and we we the argument is uh, that I make is that, like, I mean, who's a real geek and who's not a real geek? I don't know. I, it's about the passion, the real passion, the n- in the sincere passion you have in the moment. But, uh, the, I mean, myself, I grew up as a geek, right? Yeah. That was a big thing about myself. Uh, Lisa. Yes. Growing up geek, you grew up a geek, I right? did.
1: I did, because I am the child of one. Like, yeah. So that's even that's the way it works. I'm a second generation. Um, Even more powerful, right? Right. It it, it, and because it's always been a part of my life. Like my father, uh, he was born in 1950. So he when he went to college, one of his first reading materials that he had to go to his freshman year was The Hobbit, and he read that. It says continued adventures in Lord of the Rings, and so he followed that, and he's like, this is amazing. And around the same time as when uh, Star Trek had just come out, the original series. And once he was on that, he's like, that was it. Star Trek was his thing. And he grew up in, like, the 50s with all the old, like, pulp serial, like Flash Gordons and uh, all those other kinds of shows. And he's always been enamored by those. And he just carried that on. Like, that's his passion. Um, And then when Star Wars came out in 77, like, he's like, I got to go see that. And then that got passed on to, like, my brother, who then passed it on to me. Like, one of my favorite memories, actually, is um, my dad would tell me, like, because of video games. My dad likes playing video games. So he goes, I have this memory of, like, it was one in the morning, and I just put you down to sleep. And then I go and try to beat level five in the original Zelda. <laughs> 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 like, like, he remembers that. And then yes. I remember Thursday nights. Yes. Thursday nights in my house were dads watching Next Generation. Like, you don't get the TV that night. It's dad's Next Generation night.
0: Did you watch with him?
1: Sometimes, mm. if I had a, enough kid to cause start, next generation's hard for a kid to get into. It's yeah. heavy. It's, it's really real heavy, heavy, but it's cool to see like the special effects and blowing up and things.
0: Which is why I, as a kid, I liked Star Wars better than Star Trek. Right,
1: and that's why my brother and I took more to Star Wars than Star Trek. But yeah. my dad was never like disappointed in it. Like yeah. he goes, "It's just that's just what they are." Well, it's not like, like,
0: like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> yeah, it's, "Well, it can be." Yeah. Um, well, actually, Gene Rottenberry specifically said with the first like three uh, the first 3 seasons of the next generation that by the time they got to the next generation there was no conflict left in the universe there wasn't
1: they got everything was solved
0: everything was solved so there was no uh, so like all of the other producers was like this, it was a nightmare trying to write this show cuz there's no tension um, which is why season 4 they added the borg, the borg in. yeah um that's a gene step down from kind of creative lead on it and they added the borg and they ramped up tension back into the uh series
1: so yeah for me it's it's always been a part of my life like i i always joke that i'm pretty sure the first movie i ever saw like as a baby in a crib or in like a little thing was return of the jedi because every holiday my uh my grandparents had the original vhs copies of Star Wars, and we didn't. So when my brother, he was like three or four years old when I was born, he they would put it on for him. And I'm, like, I am like, I imagine like they put me in front of the TV with him or whatever, like I was around that. So the first movie I can legitimately say I probably ever saw was Return of the Jedi.
0: It's funny that you say Return of the Jedi because I think that might... The first half hour of Return of the Jedi is probably the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. Yeah. The reasoning behind it was in... um. So my parents don't really like they don't like sci fi stuff. They they're not a fan. They're my parents are not geeks, right? They're, they're like, very practical people. Very I mean, other than they're like disco days. Like they're very like disco Yeah, they got the Everybody out has of their, their face. Yeah. Um but they are yeah, they're I just very, I mean I bet Mama Pereira, she's a very practical woman. Yeah. I mean, they're fun, you know, and like now they watch like we we can watch like stuff together right but like we watch Marvel movies together there's a different level of satisfaction I get out of it right right and they're more likely to watch Marvel movies than Star Wars movies um but uh so I didn't grow up with Star Wars until like uh fourth grade maybe and basically what happened was uh when we would choose as a class what to watch on our specific day that we got to watch a movie but we could only we couldn't watch the whole movie because of time yeah, you only We'd watch always the Always pick Return of the Jedi. Minutes. Yeah. Because it does have the best 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, the
1: everything on Tatooine is fun and...
0: That's why I love Return of the Jedi so much, even though the Ewoks had a little bit more to, right. you know, it's I wanted the, it's to... The I'll the always say Return's my original. favorite. Yeah, because of that first part. Yeah, no, the first part's great. Yeah. The rest of the film is lackluster. It's, right, it's I agree. Weakest but the... I still think that Return of the is uh, my favorite yeah. because of that first part.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it holds such a place in your heart, too. Yeah. Of... But we
0: watch it over and over. Yeah, Like, it was just the first 45 minutes, over and over, because every time the class would vote for it.
1: Yeah, I have a distinct memory of finishing Return of the Jedi, rewinding it, once we finally had our own VHS copies, rewinding it, and then watching it over again.
0: 1997, that's when they released the The special edition? Correct,
1: the special edition uh, VHS. They had the, uh,
0: 96 was the theatrical release to show off all the new stuff that George added. That's
1: actually what we had. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, they weren't the re-release. They were the just before the re-release, yeah. but after not the originals.
0: Yeah, after George had
1: tinkered, he had tinkered with it a little bit, but it's not too bad.
0: Yeah, no. uh, I've only ever seen the tinkered ones, to be mm. honest. So Same I memory. have no reverence, like the the whole Han shot first debate. I just look as the ultimate example of how brilliant of a man George Lucas is, because he created that debate simply to sell T-shirts. You say that. This is he, real. There is a picture of him on the set of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull wearing a shirt that says Han shot first. He's the guy who decided Han did not, but he's also the guy who, until four years ago, owned the exclusive merchandising rights to Star Wars. So he created the whole scenario of Han shot first just to sell shirts. I wouldn't put it past George. I D- love him for it. He's a genius. Hero, growing up, like... Did your, uh, your mom like really like uh, like comic books and stuff? Like, how uh, how was your experience growing up geek? Uh, you know what, I was not actually encouraged to grow up geek. My father is not a geek. He is he is a punker, skater, mm. uh, biker, surfer, athletic guy, and he tried to encourage that in me. My mom is not. Ne- she, I mean, like, she grew up with. Uh, she read The Hobbit. Um, When she was three years old, cover to cover, Um, that's how they knew she was a genius. She read, like, Lord of the Rings by the time she was five. She watched Star Trek, but she... She She doesn't speak English. She only speaks Elvish. She only speaks speaks Elvish. Well, but she can't be bothered, like her because she thinks on such a high level like she doesn't get attached to things she doesn't care about things mm. so she never cared about star trek she never cared about star wars she never cared it was just like one more thing she would to consume to consume yeah so neither of my parents were super into uh geek stuff like the reason i'm named hero is not because my parents loved comic books it's because my dad loved a book series called horatio hornblower and they called Horatio Captain Hero. And he was like, well, I don't want my kid to be named Horatio. People (laughs) will make fun of him, so I'll just name him Hero. But um, when I was a young kid, my parents encouraged me to read books on mythology. Um, And uh, then I I was diagnosed as dyslexic, and it, it... uh, became clear that I had a very strong learning disability. I could not read so my parents started buying me comic books to encourage my creative side to like my, my parents would buy me um, illustrated versions of novels which thank God for the graphic uh, novel community doing that um, uh, for people like us and from there it was it was my creative outlet and then uh, my, my parents both worked so I spent a lot of my childhood um, on Fox 11 from 2 to 6 o'clock at night, you know, watching Batman the Animated Series and you know, Animaniacs and all, you know, whatever whatever was on um, and so I developed it, not, not necessarily second generation it was first generation, but it was just like I'm not going to go outside, it's hot out there um, <laughs> uh, and much to the chagrin of my parents uh, I, I just became like the biggest geek ever <laughs> Um, and my dad, he still doesn't fully understand it. My parents just don't understand. I mean, me. it is nice
1: to have a dad who understands why I do what I do, because he he has seen literally every episode of every Star Trek that has ever aired, and yeah. he watches reruns religiously.
0: To be fair, I mean, the bullies would be more likely to pick on your dad than you. No, I used right?
1: The running gag would always be when I got older, and I would watch my dad. Watching Star, I'd see my dad watching Star Trek, and I just yelled the Homer Simpson of "nerd." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then one day he caught me watching it. And, uh, he did the same thing to me, so that's it was like, "Turnabout's fair play, Dad." I get I, it. I never yeah. had that.
0: I never had that problem. I was never bullied for my for my geekiness. How tall are you right now? Six six. Yeah, that's why. Have you? Yeah, have you <laughs> been six six? When did you stop growing? Like uh, in fifth grade, you were six six. In uh, no, grade? in the fifth grade I was six feet tall. Jesus Christ, hero! That's why no one's picking you. Yeah, no, no, me. it was, it was. Yeah, weird. you weren't,
1: you weren't like me, where I weighed one hundred and five pounds. No, I was,
0: I was picked wore on. Wore glasses like, and braces and had acne. Don't, dude. don't, don't get it wrong. <laughs> Come get, on. Don't get me wrong. I was picked on, but I was not picked on because of my geekiness. Yeah. I was picked on, you know, because I was tall and awkward right. and I cried a lot. Because kids it was are evil. Because really, kids are evil. But it was actually the fifth grade and the advent of Pokemon. Where, um, like, my geekiness converged into success and popularity. (laughs) Because I remember, I remember in the fifth grade, before I even knew what Pokemon was, it was like a couple weeks before I got the game, I saw a picture of Rhydon and I drew it. Um, and everybody was like, "That's so cool!" And they would give me Pokemon cards, and I would draw the Pokemon from the Pokemon cards, and then so I learned everything I could about Pokemon, and I just became the coolest kid in the school because I knew I knew how to draw Pokemon and I knew how to do everything for like everything to do with Pokemon, and that kind of that that's what it was. That was the hook for me. Was like, oh, if I just invest like a few minutes out of my day to remember that Pikachu evolves into Raichu because you give him a Thunderstone. People will think I'm cool. Hell yeah, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And contrary to um, popular media from the 1970s till about 2002, uh, being a geek actually does make you cool and can, in fact, get you laid. It, well, it depends on what degree and how it works and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I had a similar thing about drawing Dratini. I drew me nice. for and it was That's like cute. really good, and it was like, anyway, point being is uh my personal thing is that my, yeah my parents weren't geeks at all, um they are uh, uh they were more practical, they're way more conservative with me and my sister growing up, so like yeah, like I also wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things growing up, so I really stuck on cartoons till like late in life, and I didn't really um i didn't. I didn't tell everybody that, I think, right? But I was also a geek growing up. It wasn't like I was a cool guy, but I was watching cartoons on the side. Um, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I was in a gate class. So it was a, oh, yeah. I was in yeah. gate and was fourth in grade? grade? Sorry? I
1: was gate fourth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a
0: third and fourth combo class and a fifth and sixth combo class. So... the there were people that i was with in the same class for 4 years and there was people a year older than me i was with in class for 2 years and the other 2 years for a year younger right so point being is like we like we were this microcosm of like what really is cool in school and what's not like we didn't know cuz we were so we didn't really like intermix that much i mean i didn't maybe there are other people out there uh, that went to Golden Hill M- Elementary. That mixed within with the other classes, but it was kind of a different experience because we were all smart, right? And we spent a lot of time like learning things. And like, there are gonna be geeks and nerds together, right? like mm-hmm. I just I feel like that happens. And yeah. that pressure to be cool was a little bit less than what might have been in some of the other classes. Yeah, and I I think like we really benefited from like we're the last generation to be shameful about geekiness. And we yeah. I, I was definitely, yeah. especially after elementary school. Oh yeah, it took me years. To come to terms with the fact that I can be open about playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like Well, yeah, you're still Oh the, fuck you. That's still horrible. Hey. Eat <laughs> a hey, dick. You're, you're, ah, I'm, you I'm are, outnumbered. You are, out you are outnumbered in this bro. room, my friend. Ah, you ever want to book Vin Diesel on this show? You better play some Dungeons and Dragons. No, Dungeons. I'm gonna bring my street sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talk to them about that. <laughs> but um but like, yeah, I mean, I used to be so embarrassed about that stuff, but really it's become something uh that's like, thank God for popular media being run by geeks.
1: Yeah, like um, the D&D podcasts, like a, a lot of the major players in, like, media today were like, yeah, I grew up playing it, and, yeah. and I'm, I want to play it again. Yeah, huh.
0: yeah. Or 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 just, like, my friends will hit me up, like, just normal people. Not geeks. Hit me up and just be like, "Hey, I want to watch the Star. I want to watch um, uh, the Star Wars. What's the best order to watch the in? Star uh, the Star mach- the, machete the machete order. order. Yeah. You know, which, which I have th- a modification. I have a modification. What's the, the machete, machete order right? and what's your modification? It's, uh, uh, it's Lisa three, will do machete. It's
1: three, four. It's three. No, it's four. It's four, five, four, five, two, three, six.
0: Oh, skipping one. Yep. Yes. Machete skips one. Yep. I thought machete one. was four, five, one, two, three, six. No. No. It cuts out one. It's four, one f- it's four five, two, three, six. It's true. All you right. don't need one. You do not. Uh, No, I disagree. You do need one. Ooh. My order, the superior order, okay. is four, one, four, one, two, five, three, six. Because, and it's perfect for people who have never seen Star Wars, which there are legitimately people who have never seen Star Wars, it hides the Anakin reveal for as long as possible, and it gets you invested in Anakin's character. Because if you don't know Anakin's going to be Darth Vader, yeah, you think he's a bitch in two, but one is actually tolerable. If you don't know he's going to eventually become Darth Vader, one is tolerable. Wait, they literally say his last name Skywalker. Right. So then you would be spoiled.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Once you
0: see, up, you know Luke yeah. Skywalker's in four, you watch one, you find Anakin Skywalker, you're uh-huh. gonna know the reveal. No, because you don't learn the reveal until Empire Strikes Back. But in you can put two and two together. That they have the same last name. Yeah. No, but in fo- in A New Hope, he says, your father, Anakin, was a Jedi like oh. me. He's a
1: Jedi like me, and he was killed. I and get, he was I killed get, okay. by Darth Vader. So, so you're y-
0: putting off the reveal for as long as possible, okay. and then after the reveal happens, then you have three, which is the fall of Anakin, and then you have the redemption in six. You're saying you're going to be watching 1 and 2 being like, "Oh, this is a story about Luke's father." Yeah. You never know that he's going to be Darth Vader. Never knowing that he's going to be Darth Vader. Shit. Okay. Which, now I wish I hadn't grown up. Which changes the, the entire Yeah, no. I've done I've watched it with people who've never seen Star Wars and they legitimately cry when Darth Vader says, "No, I am your That's father." That's crazy. It's crazy. I've never heard of this order. Yeah. Has this been thrown out there like No, it's it's like I've tried to put it up on forums, and mostly people just go, "Fuck you, one sucks." <laughs> I mean that's true, but uh, no, I, get I was it. I was nine years old. I could not have gotten through. I would not be into Star Wars if it was not for Phantom Menace. I will mm. say that, and there the reason I think so many of people our age hate it is because they are just like me, and they could not have gotten into that fucking series if it was not for one. If it was not for Phantom Menace, you, like it wouldn't have happened. I can say that for me. I remember. Not for me. I I tried to. Well, <laughs> I tried to watch the originals. They were boring and they looked old. I. I'm it's true. Mean, even it's... by that point. And,
1: <laughs> I, like, yeah. I mean.
0: And being nine, try to get a nine-year-old to watch a movie from the seventies. They're going to complain that it looks old.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm just weird and different because I yeah. grew up with it. Well, yeah,
0: you grew up with it. You grew up with uh, someone telling you you were going to watch this.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a choice. It, yeah. Star Wars was going to be put on, and I didn't have a choice. So yeah. it was either enjoy it or not. It's
0: yeah, your, yeah it's, your, it's your dinner.
1: Yeah, and it's, what's weird is I have my dad as a big geek, and my mom isn't at all. Like, well, oh, okay. But what, what's really sweet is over time, um, she's actually like gotten into it because she wants to relate to me and my dad. She's like, I wanted to know what you guys are actually talking about. So she actually like made an effort, especially with Lord of the Rings. That's where she first like tried to make an effort of like, yeah. I want to understand
0: what it is you guys are so passionate about. Uh, my, my girlfriend's the same way. We should we should do a segment about that next week. Just kind of like, I was Call thinking. Call my mom? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about date geek dating? Yeah, talking about I, geek dating. I was dating. just thinking about yeah. ideas for it. That would yeah. be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, let's do that next week. Yeah.
0: We got to find cool, yeah. the biggest man whores out there that we know.
1: Uh <laughs> it, we, we, trust You're, me, we know plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that are also geeks.
0: Um yeah. Uh which it exists- it exists now because of our weird, like just the time that we grew up, like it was it was we were devoid of a Star Wars, like a new movie until way late. Yeah. Right? I
1: was uh twelve. What yeah. year what year were you born? Eighty
0: six. Oh, okay. I was born in eighty eight, you were born in eighty eight. I was yeah. We yeah. were like yeah. nine and ten, you were like twelve.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that's we crazy. Have,
0: and like, really superstar for science fiction. Before that, there was li- like I can't. There think was of, no Star Trek. I can't think of anything. Just the Star Trek movies. Yeah, just the Star Trek movies, which my parents tried to get me to sit through. I couldn't. Oh my as a God. kid, like as a kid, it, Star those Trek those was a punchline, like to a joke. You know what yeah. I mean? As a kid, for me, yeah. even being a geek, I couldn't do right. Star Trek. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and the great thing is, like, uh, obviously, if we have children, they will most likely be raised geeks.
1: they yeah. d- my kids are doomed, so um, it's <laughs> that is true. <laughs> my children are doomed. That is true.
0: Just doomed. Well, doomed, <laughs> doctor. Your Doom. children are doomed.
1: <laughs> well, yes. we are all doomed. I, if I could be the mother <laughs> in of the future Victor von Doom, then that's cool. Yeah. I'm done with that. By the way,
0: quick question: Does Doom have an accent to you or not?
1: Yes. Okay
0: like an Eastern. When, when, like, when
1: I read him in my head, he has one.
0: Like, bo- like I am metal, Doom. Metal I am Dr.
1: Doom. It's uh-huh. it's the Eastern.
0: It's Mads Mikkelsen.
1: Yeah. Mads
0: okay. Mikkelsen is yeah. Dr. It, Doom. I,
1: it, mm. I, I think it's not overbearing because he did spend a lot of time in the US. Yeah. Uh, But it's definitely there. Anytime I try to do him without one, I'm like, uh, yeah. You, what what about li- a, even if it's just like a hair, right? I mean, what about
0: a British accent? Doesn't
1: make sense. I mean, doesn't make no. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, because he grew up in what Hungary on the border of Hungary and Turkey, mm. like. Well, I mean, it depends on the
0: version. Version you're going with. Like I classic, guess. classic. Yeah, he's got to have a actually a somewhat moderate accent yeah. because he would have been raised lower class until he was about 16. Then he would try his hardest to drop the accent, so it would still to, pop up. Right. Um, but if you're going like ultimate. He was an aristocrat from day one. I could actually see him having a like a posh. uh, Yeah, ultimate. I could see that. uh, Almost British, not quite, but like almost transatlantic. I believe Mm -hmm. is what you'd call that. Yeah. um, That was just uh, just a question that I had for your doom kids.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. They will have um um, uh they'll have light Eastern European accents. I will try encourage that in them.
0: Kind of like theoretical tangent. Um, What what if our kids are like jocks?
1: I like what are we I gonna, mean if they play like, baseball if, for me it's fine What if we are going to do
0: if like they are just totally uninterested Well well my kids can be jocks like I don't know my sister and I like w- uh, and like my dad we played rugby right for like years Well, I played for 5 years and my dad played when he was younger and he coached and he refed and whatnot that's, and my sister that's why played he's for got like arms 12 years Like a god Does he have arm no, like you do I mean, Oh you are a me. well-built man Thank you thank you No well my family actually is it's a bu- it's about strong thighs and calves Like, that's why my uh, legs couldn't fit in those boots when we did Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) It's because of those calves, man. But, um, like, so... I get like it's not that like growing up geek made me like not want to do sports.
1: It, you, people have multi. People are multifaceted. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like you could also argue that sports fans are geeks. I mean, oh, what's yeah. their so th- own in their own way? They're closeted geeks. Well, though. what's the difference there's, between Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy football?
1: There's, I mean, not really that much. There's like,
0: really not that much difference. Well, isn't fantasy football about like? Because this is something I don't understand about fantasy football or in general. It's like you're not playing as those. No, no no you're you're, you're trying to build the them, ultimate
1: right? you're trying to build the ultimate team yeah. yeah to get to garner you the most points that will get you, depending on like the type of finance football you're doing generally speaking you're trying to gather the the ultimate team it's it's like when you do like who would be the ultimate superhero team right. It's the same thing, but with football.
0: It's like a geek conversation, but I don't yep. feel like it's like Dungeons and Dragons in the sense that like you're not like my Russell Wilson will no run because actually they here. do pit them against each there, other. There
1: will be head to heads. There will what? be. There's some head to head leagues. They pit, what? Yeah. They pit you guys are
0: geeks. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. No. Like. No. Not no, you not guys. No. You out there for some reason? Why are they? Why are the well, fantasy just like football just people like listening to this? Just have a conversation with a sports person. About their favorite team, yeah. It is. It is more obnoxious than having a conversation with me about Batman. Well, well here's,
1: here's the thing. I'm I'm a big baseball fan. You are. So I get I get both sides of the conversation. Like I I can stay in the middle and listen to both and like try to mediate.
0: Yeah. But you ask any sports fan, like, what's more socially acceptable? Sports. And they're gonna say, and why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just it's just cooler. It's about athleticism. It's like, bitch, you
1: ain't on the field right now playing. You're eating a hot dog yeah. and <laughs> drinking uh, t- $12 beer in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. My... I'm eating $12 popcorn <laughs> in a the movie theater. Yeah, uh,
0: My passion encourages me to write short films and it will eventually get me a career in the film industry. Your passion encouraged you to eat hot dogs and drink beer. And get the... obese. Yeah, and <laughs> get obese and diabetes. But see, that's
1: why I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't fight... Like, either side. Yeah. Because I I can accept either side. Like, whenever someone's a, whenever I, I always get kind of triggered when someone goes, like, it's time for sports ball. And I'm like, don't. Don't do to them what they did to you. No, like. fuck
0: them. They deserve it. Ooh, this is a bigger <laughs> philosophical thing. This is coming up, like... No, but I, I, I was kidding, because my, <laughs> my point is, it is the same thing. Fandom is fandom. Right. Yeah, fandom. Yeah. And and eventually, you're we're right. going to get to that point where there's... Because I'm, I'm also a very big basketball fan. If we, if we were to talk basketball, I could I'd blah, 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 talk your ear off about the Celtics. Right now, you're dressed like you're hosting a sports podcast, right? right? I could see that. Yeah. Um, you're just missing I'll, po- yeah. I'll post the picture online. Yes. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to a pool party. So I get it. It's fandom. Um, and what we need to do is just become, and, and it's happening, we're becoming more mainstream
1: with fandom, which is great. It's passion. We're just finally, like, right. being, we're allowed to be more open about our, our, power, our individual passions. And that's what, it it, it unites people under yeah. a common banner. Absolutely. So. yeah,
0: Can't we all get along?
1: That's what I say. Right. Every goddamn day, I say, why right. can't we just all get along?
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, stop
1: I th- polarizing shit. It's,
0: people want just want to be better than everybody. Like, right? Like that's so they want to say their interests are better than other because people's interests.
1: By so. in turn, my interests make up who I am. Therefore, my interest is better than yours because I'm better than you. Well, yeah. Right.
0: They, I mean, you hear about that all the time in the geek community, like cosplay community, uh, trivia community. This whole notion they- of like, well, even even in your intro, you kind of said it. You were like, "What's a geek and what's not a geek?" Yeah. And you were like, people who are legitimately passionate. Yeah. Um, so there, there is sincerely this un- passion. Like sincere passion is what I consider. Right. Yeah. So even if you picked up X Men yesterday, if you spent the whole night reading X Men comics, like I, tomorrow you're yeah
1: yeah tomorrow you're in.
0: Welcome yeah. to the club.
1: Right. That's I mean that, X Men was my gateway drug into comics. Yeah. So I mean. Oh I, yeah. I still I, remember the cover of the first issue I ever bought at the the borders that was upstairs at my mom's work because oh, my mom yeah? worked at a mall. Uh, okay. So I went upstairs and she's just like yeah I get off work in like an hour. You know, so I just went up to the borders upstairs and I picked up X Men, whatever, whatever. That was yeah. in the little rack that spins near the the front <sighs> register, yeah. and that was it.
0: Yeah, remember when bookstores didn't know what to do with comics? They
1: just kind of like stuck them on yeah. like one of those like magazine racks that yeah. rotated around. Yeah, and,
0: and now you go into a Barnes and Noble and like. Comics have taken over a whole fourth of the store. Right, it's, it's a whole aisle of just
1: nothing but graphic novels.
0: Graphic novels and merchandise. You yeah. know, mm. like now they have... <laughs> we, they have a lot of merchandise at bookstores now, yeah. Do yeah. Do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a Walden Books at the Brea Mall. There was a Walden Books. Oh, good old Walden Books. That I got my, got my uh, single issues there. And then my graphic novels I got from a Barnes & Noble near my mom's work. It was around the time... I think Executioner's Song was like in trade paperback.
1: Oh. Like X-Men wow.
0: Executioner's Song, I think.
1: For me, it was but
0: That art was amazing.
1: Yeah. For me, I think it was during the whole Azazel thing.
0: Oh, that's later. Late. Oh, Chuck Austin. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's when I first got into actual, like comic book individual comic books. Yeah. I still own
0: the first comic book that was ever purchased for me. Oh, yeah? What yeah. What, what what was it? It's Nightfall, I want to say number 28. Same. That's. Which is the issue right after Bane has broken Batman. Um, and so the first panel is him throwing Batman off of a building. Ugh. Um, and the cover is actually like um, it's. Uh, Bane holding Robin on one end, and then like it's a double panel, because it's also the first one where Asriel takes up the mantle as Batman. So you have OG Batman, and then you open and it's a fake cover, and then it has Asriel Batman. My, my grandpa got it for me. He had no idea what he was doing, um, but I still have Dude, it. That's the a beginning p- of the end. That's a good pick. For, uh. for someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Because nowadays, when people don't, when like grandparents don't know what they're doing, they're gonna get like a movie like Transmorphers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and will give the it to The ones their that kids. look similar. This, yeah. is, this is
1: what you like, right? I,
0: I saw a movie that was released. It's called American Mummy, but it, and the American part is really small. So it just looks like mummy. So it looks like the oh, new yeah, mummy yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. no, they do it on purpose. Ameri- it's American.
1: Mummy. They're exploiting yeah. old people. Yeah, those are. things they 100% are yeah oh, transmorphers yeah yeah. on a
0: totally unrelated note that just reminded me of like um, I have I have a very conservative religious uh friend well they're a couple and they have four daughters and I'm gonna start shipping them comics of lumberjanes because they're not gonna know <laughs> but it's gonna be so That's ex- great I
1: know exactly what you're talking about and that's gonna be amazing.
0: It's gonna be so good. <laughs> just, just dude. shipping them like, hey, yeah. It's, I know it's the, I know it's the girl's birthday because they have four daughters, and they're
1: all with. They're, all the birthdays are within three months of each other. All of them. Yeah, like they just could not
0: stop having daughters. Every, so I'm every just gonna two send years. Them, yeah. I'm just gonna send them a bunch of Lumberjanes comics. They're not gonna read them,
1: <laughs> and the little girls that are
0: gonna... <laughs> that reminds me of when I was a kid and my sister and I.
1: But they already are, dude. They already love like comic book characters already. Yeah, they do. I mean, th- one of them loves the Hulk like that's her favorite. She had a Hulk smash Sophia the First party. Who? H- Sophia the First, the little princess. She oh, had a, yeah, yeah. Hulk basically smashed her birthday party. What? And that was the th- that was the th- her idea, like the kid's idea. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah, she's a cool kid. <laughs> um, as uh, that just reminded me of a thing that I haven't thought about in a while is that like we once uh, my sister and I or my family had a family friend that gave us a left behind book as like a present. Oh God. And my parents didn't know what it was and I didn't even know what it was until I heard like later about, like we didn't read it even. And I was like, this is the, this is the fucking thing you give to a kid? Like of a family that's like, (laughs) like we're not a religious family at all. Like you fucking gave me a book uh, about revelations. Yes. Right. Yeah, do not. So do you're not you're identify. like that, but for them, <laughs> like.
1: Well, you're the, the inverse of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm.
0: The, I'm the liberal inverse of that. Yes, I mean it is about female heroism. Uh, heroism. Yes, it is also about exploring your sexuality and non-conforming to gender identity because it's 2017, guys. And I don't care if you live in bumfuck middle of nowhere. Your kids are gonna have to live in the fucking future, post Trump. God damn it. Yep. Sorry, that was that,
1: that uh, got a little real. Uh, yeah, real. yeah I, bo- I popped a blood vessel there. Oh, nice. I would
0: like to say that the key g- is uh, bipartisan. We are, and uh, you know, so
1: but we're all inclusive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, oh please, don't ever bring like a super hardcore conservative person on here. Oh, so you should. We need to. You
1: absolutely should. Well, because well, I don't, I don't understand. Make us all better.
0: Something that I heard recently is that there was, you know, conservative people upset that why are comics liberal and why aren't there more conservative creators out there and I would love to bring on someone who, who can who can tell me why that's a must uh, but that is a topic for another show that yeah, that's, is, that's a whole can of worms um, thank you guys out there for listening to the Keeg uh, f- please feel free we got a lot of social media out there we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Keeg we have an Instagram and a Twitter at the Keeg show we have a youtube.com slash burped into the microphone youtube.com slash the keeg out there uh feel free like comment subscribe uh it's super uh important to us that i mean we get that but it's super important to us that you guys like us in the first place so thank you guys for listening we are now on itunes we're on google play we're on soundcloud uh, you can listen to us there. How are you listening to us here? I'm not sure, but the point being is tell your friends you can find us anywhere. Listen to our podcast. uh let us know what you think. You can always hashtag the Keeg on whatever social media that you use, and we will find it and we will answer questions for you guys uh if you guys want to ask hero uh what his favorite um 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 superhero is Batman well, Academy, come yeah, on. we know that uh, I was trying to come up with if you want to ask me what my favorite Batman writer is or my favorite iteration of yeah. Batman he'll answer it on the show uh-huh. um, Uh huh. when Lisa no doubt comes back onto the show Aww. you can ask her who her favorite Fantastic Four character is don't say it Lisa you can ask that. Batman.
1: It's a loaded question. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> well, that reminds me. Dude, this is why my mom is adorable. Uh, she was watching Big Bang Theory or whatever. Yeah. And as moms do. As, as moms, my moms do. My mom does, too. And Matt's mom. Yeah, it's, yeah. And so I'm sitting there on the computer and up visiting them up north. And she's like, who were the Fantastic Four? Because Stanley was wearing, like, On the episode, he shows up and he's wearing the Fantastic Four. And she's like, "Is that like Superman and Batman?" And I'm like, "Mom, you're so adorable. You're so cute." My my
0: mom did something similar. She called me up. She was listening uh, on her drive into work. She was listening to talk radio, and they had like some. They had a superhero quiz. You could call in, and she was like, "I should have called in because I knew every answer was right." Bruce Wayne is Batman, right? I knew that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love when moms are like, they're like, "I knew it. See, are you proud of me?" When moms want us to be proud of them for knowing things. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's cute. That's adulting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys should uh you guys out there should listen to the Keeg with your moms. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is a pretty mom friendly show as long as they don't mind. This a is a very mom friendly episode. Yeah, yeah, yes. like it clean version. T- Do not let them listen to clean okay. <laughs> My mom du- listened to clean version. Oh, that no. was a mistake. No.
1: <laughs> Deanna, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't say my mom's name on here. <laughs> 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 Just edit uh, it. Di- uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it um, unless you really want me to. Here, no, I'm kidding. Okay, cool. Uh, so, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa Bryan, for being thank, on the show. Thank
1: you for having me. Uh,
0: it's always a great pleasure to have you on. We had you on that first season a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that
1: hot apartment. Oh,
0: and now we're in a hot yeah. sound booth. But
1: you know what? I get to sit. No one gets to see me sweating. Yeah, that's I true. I can just kind of rock back and forth. And
0: yeah. uh, where can we see you next? Um. What do you do? What's up with you? Oh, me,
1: I uh, I have a Twitter account, at LetveryandLisa. Mm-hmm. And I'm also working on some writing projects. I have to keep them on the download a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, keep woo! it on the yeah. Uh, yeah. Eventually, it will come out. Okay. Legit so, paid writer. Legit paid writer. Oh, Legit nice. writing a book right now with a friend of ours who, uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, makes, yeah. Uh, but that's where I'll be.
0: All right. So when you are able to tell us the title of the book and yes, it's out, tell I will. us the title of the book. I absolutely will. Awesome. Hero, where yes. can we find you? All I ask right. you all the time, but I always you, forget. You do. Well, you can always find me on Twitter at Heroismynamo. Um, That's my Twitter. It's mostly political stuff, but sometimes it's also stuff about my dick. Um, Mm. If you are in the Orange County area and you enjoy my comedy stylings, you can catch me hosting a team called Laugh Chance at the Chance Theater. Our next show is July 7th. I know that's Spider-Man Day. But see the movie, then come see me perform comedy. It's great. Um, Also, if you enjoy musical uh, improv comedy, uh, my other team, Fancy Hobo, will have a show on July 29th at uh, Stage Door Repertory. Um, Both of those shows, you can find tickets online. You can find us at uh, at Laugh Chance or at Fancy Hobo on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, That's it, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys again for listening to the show. I can't really express how much it means to us that you guys are listening. Uh, Once again, I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, and thank you. This has been The Key.